Derek, we're doing the businessman special today. A matinee edition of the Beyond the Curve, the MX podcast. It is celebration day. It is arguably best motocross track of the season day. And guess what? There was really no surprising results, but there was some surprising racing this weekend. Episode 19. First of all, congratulations to you and the family. We will definitely talk about the uh, Dade City victory this weekend. And uh, we're going to talk about Millville, which is arguably, some would say, the best motocross track on the circuit. Yeah. Uh, great weekend. Uh, how are you? I'm well. Yeah? Feel good. Yeah. Good awesome. weekend. Awesome. Good weekend for everybody, I believe. So. Yeah. Yep. Great, great weekend. Um, I am representing uh, the Never Relax, which is uh, a few months ago. I had the opportunity to go to U Mortgage, and uh, one of my buddies purchased this shirt for me and it's never relaxed which there are friends that I have that tell me I don't know how to relax so I figured it was appropriate on a busy Monday to uh, wear this shirt and represent the uh, the U mortgage brand because I have some friends that are in the mortgage industry and obviously being in the real estate side we deal with that so uh, man you have been running between vacations bikes camps series you guys have been going is it is it getting back to norm or wait hold on we have another trip soon yeah um it's stressful but i think it's uh paying off yeah finally but yeah we um it's been exhausting i finally think i caught up on some sleep and um we're getting back to normal we actually have this coming weekend off um this whole week try to get some work done do some stuff at the house because we're way behind but yeah life's getting back to normal for a week and a half and then pennsylvania we come back to another race and yeah for it'll be exhausting again for those that don't know derek and his family they are transplants from pennsylvania and they are going to celebrate their nuptials with the family and friends up in pennsylvania that did not get to make the trip to Key West when they got married last year. So Yeah, it was a, a private wedding just for yep. my wife and I. Um, we've been together 10 years, but we finally decided to get married. And then um, we had a little reception down here for all the Florida people. But uh, obviously, I think we have like over 200 RSVP'd for our one wow. up there. Wow. Uh, we're shooting a big fireworks show, a pyro musical. Um, it's going to be a really good time. Cool. But it's deserved it's deserved I mean. usually i dread the trip to pa because it's not my favorite place in the world but um i think this time should it'll be stressful on top of all the stress we already got but i think it'll be fun well and also your beautiful bride brianna deserves to have a uh, reception of acknowledging that she's stuck with you for over 10 years yeah it's <laughs> that's an accompl- an accomplishment so but uh i just want to say also um i'm healing I've been dealing with uh, Dr. T.J. McKeon, uh, chiropractic office in Lake Wales. Um, No sponsorship. This is a free plug. But the dude has made me be able to walk and not have to do this all the time. And I've been dealing with that for over two and a half months. So go back to see him today. And uh, I'm pretty excited because at some point I'm going to get back on a motorcycle. But uh, he won't release me for that yet. But he is letting me. I worked out six days last week, so that was cool to be able to actually do physical activity again and do a lot of it pain-free. 
So, you know, old men, 51 years old, stuff starts hurting. But uh, one of my buddies is over 70, had his hip replaced and was back on the bike. And it's just like, yeah, you got targets, man. You, you got to. Yeah, yep. you, you can do you it. Can't, yeah, it's like yeah, this isn't going to hold you back. But uh, enough on that. But congratulations to you guys. Um, what do we want to dive in? Do we want to dive in amateur or do we want to dive in Millville? Oh, we got all of it on the line. So I know. It's, it's all, it was all a pretty good weekend. So, it was. Um, we always hit the national first. We might as well. Well, Millville, Michigan, uh, Michigan, Minnesota, known as Spring Creek. Uh, Spring Creek actually runs beside the sand whoop section of this track. Um, videos, they have kids out swimming in the creek and cooling off. But it is by professional standards one of the best motocross tracks on the circuit. It's part part sand, part clay. It's got over a 500-foot elevation climb and drop. Uh, it's got great jumps. It's got great racing. And it performed this weekend. Yeah. Yes, the lead, there was maybe not the best racing up front all the time, but the racing in the packs... Oh, man. And some of the moves these guys are making now, some of the techniques these pros are using, Joe Shimoda with the sliding of the back end, uh, Jet jumping into berms, and I actually rewound multiple times, like, Michelle, did you see that? And we rewind, and let's watch this again. Yeah. It's not. These guys have pushing the envelope of what is possible. And we, we talked last week about the new, what's the new yeah. riding style that's going to pop up, but... It's not that it, I think it's it's already popped up. We yeah. just we're weren't, weren't paying it. attention to it as much. But mm -hmm. um, you watch this more and more every week, and it's the jumping into turns and just the the gnarly stuff that it's never been seen before. Some of it's ridiculous. They were doubling up the hill to land into a turn into the turn yeah. on a flat kind of off camber. It looks it looks a bit. They don't talk about it, but it looks a little bit off camberish. They were hitting a kicker doubling and then turning and then jumping down into the valley and yep. it's like yeah okay i i'll pass yeah i'll pass it's crazy but, but it, it's it, amazing i i tell you i want to touch on this because you're you're in this a little more on the motocross side than i am i understand that jet's winning i want a camera on jet when he finally gets the lead that he's comfortable with because when they go to him at the end of these races the technique and flow that this guy is having on a track, it's what we all dream of. Yeah. And I just want to watch that. Can we just watch him manipulate this track? Because he's doubling stuff, he's hitting this, he's bouncing off this, and it's like once he gets comfortable, the he becomes even faster. Yeah. And it's ridiculous. Oh, but even from Moto One to Moto Two, when they said they were going to make some adjustments after Moto One, yeah. and Moto Two, he just so flowy. Yeah, the bike, the bike, like it's like it floats on top of the track. It's it's astonishing to watch, and and it is amazing the difference in the 450 class, and then you watch the 250, and it's like it's like watching the 250 class is the bull in the china cabinets. And the 450 class is the Nutcracker Ballet. Yeah. It, it's crazy watching the difference in the tactics that these guys are using. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I I love watching. Like, there there was a point a couple of years ago that watching outdoors, it just wasn't that great. 
and now you watch it like just watching the flow and the the, the technique that these guys have it it's not even the racing anymore it's the watching how these guys ride that just yeah. Yeah, it pulls you in well i think one of the sections like it's kind of underrated they go over the chatapult then they kind of hit that floater that they can either clear or before they bank to go down the first hill yep these guys are like locking up sliding sideways so that as soon as they hit the corner they're straight to go down and it's like dude that's i understand it, they make it look so simple just go try just well, go even try. my eight-year-old sat there watched the race with me last night and he's like why does it look so easy <laughs> i'm like kid that's just how that's how they ride yeah like that's professional at this point. Did you notice at the bottom of the hill as they were climbing, that berm had blown out so bad. Cianciarella hit it one time where it would ho it was hooking. It, it went past the line. And so all these guys, they're good enough. They're in this berm, and then, oh, we'll just cut two feet, and that way we can triple up the hill. Yeah. By the way, they're tripling up a hill. The bike's already wanting to stand up. They're double tripling. They're tripling and then tripling again, and then – the bike's doing this the whole way up. Oh, and by the way, we're going to double at the top yeah. on a jump that's not a jump. Yeah. And it's just, wow, wow. But I, I just think that track, it's, it's one, it's beautiful. I would love to go there. I guess, according to the Martin family, during the winter, that is also part of the state snowmobile Snow, trail. Snowcross. Yeah. I think they do snowcross there as well. But I, it's also part of the I'm state not. snowmobiling trail. Yeah. And you can go and see that see this track on a snowmobile not ride it but it's part of the trail and it's like well yeah it looks like a park it looks like a state park yeah but uh what a what a weekend and i know we haven't even talked about the racing because it doesn't matter like the quality of riding was so good this weekend yeah um there were quite a few dnfs that i know on the fantasy side people were pitching a fit about but the 250 side, we have a full boat of factory riders. The 450 side, we are seeing guys earn their stripes. Yeah, 250 is racing though. Like, oh yeah, it's, it's exciting every week. Something different. Um, that's that's motocross racing right yeah. there. The 450s, you kind of know how it's going to play out for the most part. Um, but there was some that we got. Jason Anderson went down, and yeah, that was a big crash. Yeah, and after already being injured, I don't blame him for coming off at all. Yeah. Um, wonder how long he's going to stick it out the way the injuries are going um he's a very frugal man who i've heard has done well with his investments so how long does he need to do this he just has a daughter yeah and i know that in today's racing we're racing with kids but at some point you're like oh, man do i need this i can live i can live yeah i can go to new mexico i can live inexpensively and yeah we'll see how that pans out yeah. but um it was all it was all really good. Two fifties were really really exciting. Yeah, um, it, they've been exciting, but to, even Hunter was just on a <sighs> mad roll. He pulled his normal start and then just demolished. And that was to me. I didn't think I didn't think it was going to happen just because of how he's been feeling. You know, he's still hurt. Yeah, and you could tell he got hurt again. Hurt his ribs again and. That was what Moto Two. Yeah. He still though, I mean, he went out and just dominated. But I got a question. When he catches, because Cooper Webb is no slouch, and and somehow Joe Justin Shimoda, Cooper, Justin Cooper. Sorry. Yeah, I know. My bad. 
There's too many Coopers and yep. um, Justin Cooper is no slouch. Shimoda is, I guess he's a Japanese sand rider. I mean, that's now two weeks in a row he's on a sand track and yeah. just rolling. I wasn't sure Hunter was going to catch him. No, but, it, but then he caught him and just kind of not dropped him because you can't really drop him with that little time left, but caught him and passed him. What? And and I really enjoyed Ricky's analysis of that of that part of the race and watching these guys dude, hang it out. I mean, it's 30 minutes. Go out and do your favorite exercise as hard as you can for 30 minutes. Yeah. And then, oh yeah, add two more minutes to that or three more minutes to that and see how you feel. We all have this I can go for 30 minutes. As soon as you say, okay, now you got to go five more. Oh, no, no, no. I I, I was good yeah, for I this 30. It. I did yep. 30. But, uh, man, I, I just – the two guys he caught at the end are not slouches. No. And they're good at this this stuff. That shows the level of riding that he was putting on yeah. because it was – that's probably the hardest we've seen him ride. We've seen him come through the pack all season, but that was like – he knew what was on the line. Yeah. And he wanted that plate back because that plate belongs on his bike, and it was it was phenomenal to watch. Um, we got to touch on it. Did Deegan just have an off weekend, or did the pressure of the red plate get to him, or did the the riding from everybody else, yeah, come in because there was like there's many weeks that you're like, what's this guy doing? What this week? It's like they were all on point. Mm-hmm. I the hype of the track. You know, everybody just feeling good. I don't. It's hard to tell. Um, he did say. I did see one of his posts where he's like, "I I went out there. I got my ass kicked this weekend." Yeah. And I don't want to say he got his ass kicked, but he didn't perform like he normally does. No. But the, all those guys were on point. Yeah, and I, that's that's where you go right back to Hunter. Is like the the level that everybody was riding at. Then for him to go through the pack like that, astonishing. What happened? And like we we didn't really get to see a good. I know someone has a video of it. I saw it on social media. I didn't watch it, but someone has got a video of the crash. But obviously he lost his helmet, or lost his visor, but it's an Alpine Stars helmet, so they pretty much fall off when the wind blows. Yeah. But he was holding his ribs. He barely hung on for Shimoda. Shimoda was coming for him. What do we see him recover for Washugal? Or do you just try to put in, hey, I'll I'll go third, fourth, get this break? I don't know because I, I know the ribs, and it's not fun. Yeah. You even, can't even laugh. The se- no, and the second you lay it over, yeah. if they're broken, they're rebroken. It's, But there's nothing you can do for them. So at, at that level, do you ride on them? Or you take the risk of puncturing along too. So yeah. I I don't know. I haven't. There's been no updates yet. But the way he was moving around – Afterwards, you could tell they hurt, but I don't think he was in enough pain yeah. to say that he's not going to race next week. So we'll see what happens. And if he can go, any of these guys, I think that's also these guys realized last yesterday, dude. If we can push today and next weekend, we get they three get a weeks break, off. and that's that's where I'm at with like he's not going to not race. Yeah. So if he can battle through it, tape him up real tight, you know, good chest protector. I would imagine. He's going to be okay, but if that pain sets in, he's not going to perform. No. You can't ride through rib pain. It's And Washougal is not a smooth track. No. I, I, let me 
step back. You can ride through rib pain, but you can't ride yeah. through rib pain. Not like he did this weekend. No, it, you're not going to see that again. Like if had they had like a Moto three, yeah. I don't think you would have seen him go out and do what he needed to do. No, because that track is rough, and it's a lot of uphills, downhills, and just trying to hold on on those downhills. Yeah, it, it, it was tough, but. Man, what a performance. Gutted it out. Um, and he was smoking them. Nine seconds. Nine yeah. seconds. And then Justin, Justin Cooper was hysterical. He had no idea. Like, I'm, I'm leading. Like, he, he yeah. looked back multiple times like, am I leading? Like, he didn't have a clue that he was, that it was him that was in first place. Did you, speaking of Justin Cooper... And he says he's going to be on 450 full time. I did hear that. Uh, that was was that an accidental slip up? I don't know, but if that's the case, where's he going? That if he stays with Star, they're not. Say Cooper Webb goes there too. They're not going to have three full time no. 450 riders. No, because so, we know Ferrandis is out. Yeah, he he. I mean, he says over and over he has no ride yeah. for next year, so he's booted. But yeah, now where where's Justin Cooper going? Because like I said, I I don't see them maintaining. Uh, they might. Maybe they just. Maybe Eli is really only going to come back for Supercross. But the way Justin talked was, yeah, Supercross full time. Yeah, I don't know. It's there's a, there's a lot that's going to play it, out. At it the felt end of like the a little here. slip up. And poor Jason Thomas. I I think he was like, wait, oh, mm-hmm. do we have news here? And it was like, oh, all right, we're off to the next spot. And it was like. Wait, let's dive into this. I feel like there might have been somewhere behind there that said, "Shut up." Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because he, he's. I feel like he slept up, like slipped up. He's like, "Yeah, I've had a chance," and he goes, "You know, I'll be doing this all full time next year." And I was like, I looked at Michelle, and Michelle looked at me, and we're like, "Then the conversation changed." Yeah. And you know, he couldn't keep his eyes off the race anyway, which yeah. neither can I. So we understand that, but I think I don't know if that had him distracted watching the four fifties. Yeah, I'm doing this full time next year. You know, it's already in the works. Yeah. But. But for it to be in the works like that, you almost want to think that it's with Star because how many? I don't know. I don't know. You know. Well, I guess it logistics, and it can't be with Club because I've heard rumors that Club is looking at other manufacturers. So, I I, I just don't see Yamaha. I we'll don't see, see how Yamaha letting out. him go. No, we'll see how it pans out. It'll be yeah, the, end, the end of the year is going to be interesting. Yeah. There's a lot of, there. It's one of the first years that we've had a lot of moving pieces in a long time. Yeah, it's a lot of these guys have been with the same ride yeah. for how long? But, but we know Aaron Plessinger staying with KTM. He's already signed. Um, I guess his new teammate's going to be Chase. Yeah, Barsha's on Gas Gas, which that's been I just wish set in stone. I, I wish Barsha would let another guy come ride the 450 with him. Yeah, he wants to be the star. But you know they were talking. I don't know if I heard it on a podcast, broadcast. I'm not sure. Someone mentioned, "Hey, I know that we're all talking about these riders that don't have places. Give us two years. We're gonna have Beta. We're gonna have Triumph, and still potentially Ducati. We're gonna have some rides available if guys will just hang on." Yeah. Well, most of these guys are gonna have rides regardless. Yeah. I mean, of of some sort. It might not be their top pick or. But the guys that have rides always have rides. Yeah. Like, they're going to find a ride. It's like Ken Roxon was, when he talked on Bubba's World about, you know, not having a ride and is the pressure getting to him. Like, 
why would the pressure get to you? He's You're, still one of the highest yeah. paid guys in the sport. And then it wasn't a couple weeks later, and he has six guy, you know, six brands breathing yeah. down his neck. Yeah. And so, but congratulations. Speaking of congratulations to uh, Aaron on the pass, and then the washout. Like there was a lot of that this weekend. Sexton again tucking the damn front end, sliding out. Plessinger did the same thing. It was, I guess there was so much bite on these tires that they're just hitting the gas and doing loop-de-loops. And, but uh, Plessinger did work so hard to catch Ferrandez. Yeah. So hard. And their battle this year has been fun. And uh, after listening to Adam Cianzarello's podcast, he doesn't know how long the hand lasts or how he's going to feel when he shows up that day. But he goes as hard as he can that time. And, you know, he's not riding badly. No. Never and, does. And with a hand that you don't know. And I will tell you, as someone that deals with numbing arm pain, that's a, and I am not good. I cannot imagine being at that level and having that pain. Yeah. Oh, we're going to jump this triple. By the way, we're going to go 40 miles per hour down this hill and almost stop at the bottom. Good luck holding on. Mm-hmm. And... No, I, I, I commend him on what he's doing. But we do have to talk about our local team because that gum, this guy is having a hell of a season. HBI Racing. Um by the way, Todd Bell, according to the announce according to yeah, Jason. Todd, Todd Bell. Bell. Yeah. But they they performed well. I just talked to Matt this morning. Um back to the two fit. Hardy Munoz pulled a twenty third. Um, they they had a successful weekend yeah. all the way around. Scott Meshi put it into the into the race with a 32 finish, but Ty Masterpool, that kid is on fire. Like he's the real deal. Yeah. What he finished sixth overall. Um, it, it it's awesome to watch him ride and what he's doing, and I absolutely love hearing HBI Racing on the broadcast. Yeah, it's like, cool. It's cool. Like this is our local team. Well, Matt's put so much into this and you know the whole hbi team it's phenomenal we talk about this over and over and over what they do but to see it happening is it's unreal because we talk to these guys like yeah. i see these guys out and about i see them at the races you know i don't see hardy or scott meshi or but i talk to matt the, the team owner and it's just awesome to watch them perform the way that they are and then the pull tie master pull in like he's just on fire. And by the way, forget Ty Masterpool at this point. Don't forget him. But they're feeding the privateers, the truck drivers every weekend at the races. Yeah, and it looks like that's growing every yeah. week. And, and and they're they're so they're taking care of other people. They also HBI with Matt and, and Darla. They run an amateur program yeah. that they also support. So this isn't just like it's not a fly by night these guys they've been involved in racing for many years. This is their people are starting to know who they are part. Yeah, it's it's getting wide. They're they got riders all over the place all the time. It started on the amateur level. Um they always they've had successful riders. They had they brought home two seconds overall this um this weekend, one in the I four MX. Um Ronnie Del Ruska, his, he pulled a second in the 65 class at the I-4 series, and then Talon Stanley was actually with us at Dade City. Um, I think he just jumped back on a bike after an injury, if 
I'm not mistaken. I might be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure he. This was one of his first races back in the 250B. He pulled a second too. So, you know, they're they're a successful team that is bringing up successful riders. Um, it's it's awesome to see. Yeah, no, it's just cool, and it's it's just neat that it's a local. I mean, HBI is a is an accounting firm that has offices in multiple cities around Florida. Um, Matt and his wife are local they live in our area and this team is local and yes they have time astro pool and they went out and saw his facility last week in texas what a beautiful facility oh, that's awesome holy moly that was pretty incredible but they're they're working and and these relationships of hey they're in the he's in the manager's tower they're working with the master pool family who has a lot of connections their master pool is one of uh, uh matt lieb's writers for canvas when uh what a cool I listened to an interview with Matt Lee the other day talking about these relationships build and they're realizing, hey man, you're actually here. And that's how you build this. You start small and you keep small and then you make an impression and by the way, hey, thanks for feeding our truck driver. Thanks for feeding me. I appreciate it. And these relationships, whether or not Ty Masterpool stays or goes or whatever, they have they have now built this hey this is hbi racing and we're here yeah and on like on top of everything that they do having a race team starting a pro race team at that is extremely expensive it's extremely stressful on top of owning an accounting firm yeah i mean we we are really really hoping to have matt on here at some point just to talk about the business of it because everybody sees the racing but there's so much that goes on behind the scenes to make any of this happen it's not easy yeah and it's it's by far not cheap oh like, and he also runs a bible study every monday yeah i mean let's not forget this is they run a, a christian uh the uh, motocross camp this is a i won't say a religious based team but there is a religious component a a to this that has allowed them to do what they do. Yeah, like like I said, he, he knows why he does what he does. Yeah. Um, His purpose isn't just business. No, it's not by any means. I mean, business is always a part of all of this, yeah. but it's not for business. It's it's a story that hopefully Matt can tell. Um, I will. I want to. I want to get him, and there will be no results talk on the, on that on that podcast at all. No, because I mean, and that's what that's what we try to focus on is is that exactly yeah. you know a deep dive into these guys lives because um, it's that's that's what it's really about there's nothing yeah it's fun to talk the racing but there's these are all lives these are there's there's components that go into all this and and it looks fascinating for us on the outside we're like oh they flew to texas they did this they did this dude these guys that when they're home they're working and when they're traveling they're working like yeah. They they don't get a break, and I'm guessing that Masterpool is doing well enough that he may get himself into the SMX part, which now extends their season even further. And then, okay, Hardy, where are we at with Hardy? Where are we at with uh, Meshi? And and these guys that they're building up, what are we doing with them for? Ne it doesn't stop. So yeah, we see them going to all these races. And by the way, life happens. You know, they, they also have tragedy and triumph happening in their personal lives here. Yeah. And 
they're having to balance that. And, oh, I'm going to go. I'd still like to ride because, by the way, he rides. Yep. And I'd like to ride. So do I go to this race or do I need to be in the tower? Do I need to be? Where do I need to be? Well, what's what's mind-blowing is, you know, they, they do the, tur- the church service for the i4MX series at, like, 7 in the morning. Yeah. At, and Matt pretty much makes it a point to be at all of them. So on top of riding on Saturday, they're flying back out. And he's hosting a church service Sunday yeah. morning for the local series. Yeah. Like, it's never-ending. I commend him with everything that I have. Um, I think that we're busy. Like, yeah. Matt's busy. And that's and those are the lessons that I would love to sit down and say, like, okay, man, how can I structure my stuff so that I can do what you do? And sit down with someone that's doing it. Yeah. And, um, no, it's impressive we're not rah rahing him up because we're in awe. We're in awe because it you don't get local guys. Yes, we had James Stewart, different local guy. Yeah. We have Malcolm Stewart, different. This they're, is they're this, doing it a different aspect yeah. of it. Like you hear the the local pros, you know, James and Malcolm yeah. and uh, uh, Jack Chambers, but that's the racers. How about what builds the racers, yeah. you know, where the racers go and this is a different aspect, the business of motocross that is local to us, and it's so fascinating. By the way, I need to get an update on Jack Chambers and see how the healing's going and yeah. where what he's what his future plans are. Because I don't think he's done. Um, I think he, I think he did okay in the MXGPs. Yes, but it's tough, man. It's look at Tom Vial. Tom Vial is a two-time world champion, and he hasn't come over here and rocked us at all. So imagine a a local pro. Hey, by the way, we're gonna put you the mxgps yeah, doing the opposite yeah you know, it's and it's it's a completely different animal and and i'd love to know what he's got going um but we need to get into the local series but first before we do takeaways quick takeaways from millville from you what what was your best and worst that you saw awesome track um it's we knew it was going to be everything was fantastic about the track it always is the hype of it it's like uh, you know another red bud, um, not quite as red bud ish, but yeah. um, it's a it's a beautiful track. The track looked awesome. Uh, all the riders looked awesome. Jet Lawrence's gear was sweet. I love that gear. For some reason, something just spoke out to me about that. I wanted to mention that and those boots, everything. Yeah, the yellow. The was, ye- yeah, that was, was pretty awesome. Cool. All that ma- the yellow gloves with the, the yellow the, accents. Yeah. That that gear was sweet. Um, the bads, I mean, it, it, Chase Sexton did what Chase Sexton had um, previous interactions with. Yeah. Uh, dumping his front end. Uh, you know, Deegan loses his red plate. Give it back to Hunter. Poor performance for him. We don't know mm-hmm. what it was or great performance for the other riders. Yeah. Maybe that's – if they're all riding at that level all the time, that's kind of where Deegan sits compared to all of them. We don't know. Um yeah, that's nothing crazy stuck out to me. Just it was a, it was a really good weekend of racing. My 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 positives are the crowd at Millville. This is in Minnesota. Go look on your map. Pull up Spring Creek, Minnesota. It's not close to anything. Great crowd, great track. Martin family is doing an amazing job. The amount of campers parked there, holy and cars, holy, was unbelievable. The hillside. Coming to like the last turn area, that hillside, it was like 200 feet deep up the hill with people just watching. Yeah. And uh, 
obviously at a track like that you've got to walk because you either don't see the sand whoops or you do like you there, there is no watching from that area you can see the sec i call it that track breaks in two parts but you could see that one part but you ain't seeing the other part of the track so the crowd positive chase sexton first moto coming through the pack and catching jet very positive i'm i'm so sorry that he is struggling with this front end stuff but i also think the guy is really damn good he is and i on that note like ricky said i think chase is the faster guy i i don't they, know that i don't I, know i didn't agree with him yeah because jet still held him off chase was right there which chase is expected to be right yeah. there had he not went down, I still don't think the outcome. I think Jet started pulling him again as I, soon as as soon as he got there. Jet's I, like, okay. I think you know, the later part of the race that we would have seen more out of Jet had Sexton still been there. Yeah. Like, I I don't know that he can be beat unless there's an unforeseen circumstance that lets him be beat because he's a he's one of these riders that we don't see come around very often, and I don't think that's going to change. No. Like. No. He is he is a dominant rider. Say it over and over again. Uh, unless something happens, it's it's not gonna it's yeah. not gonna change. And I'll say my last two positives are the 250 class. Man, through the top 20, it is fun racing. And on that same note, in the 450 class, I love seeing. Again, we had the the international Butron Freddie Noren battle. Yep. For a top 10 and. These guys are not bad riders. They're finally getting an opportunity to get TV time, and they're putting on a show, and it's fun. It's fun, and they're riding a little. You're getting to see a little European flair of how they ride versus the Americans. And uh, by the way, Butron is no young spring chicken. No, he's an older fellow, and he's running top ten. Freddie Norn is a Swedish rider who has made his home in America. And by the way, he's one of those guys that has traveled around in an RV to race professionally. Yeah. And he gets these pickup rides, and he does well. Every time he gets one, he does well. So my negatives are I feel bad for the guys. That was a hell of a crash with uh, with the three riders that crashed. I know Anderson's the, the big name, and I, for some reason I'm going with Harlan, but it's not Harlan. It was someone else. But those three guys, that was a big, big swap. And um, but hey, we're moving on to Washougal. We go from these last two tracks that have been sand-based. We go to Washougal, which may be aesthetically one of the most beautiful tracks in the world. Yeah. But from everything I've heard, I've never touched foot on it. It is the hardest track to get traction on. Yeah. So next weekend, you're gonna see all-out racing because these guys know I get three weeks off because Loretta Lens is coming up, yep. and we got to take a break to finish the season. So. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that next week, and then we're gonna have to come up with stuff to talk about because we're gonna have three weeks of. Well, I guess we'll talk about Loretta's. Yeah, we got um, we'll figure that out as the time comes. But we also have some interviews to take place, yep. and um, we'll dive deep into the business part of this, and see where it goes. But but now let's talk about the the, the most important thing: amateur racing in Florida it was fantastic this weekend. Um, Dade City was it was a, a nice day. It's hot. 
but uh, we we come out with an overall win. What did you say? You came out with what? An overall win oh my in our goodness. PW class, and it was fantastic. Uh, we have worked our butts off to make this happen. Smiley had a big smile on. He did. Like I, we didn't tell him he won because there was <laughs> there was some discrepancies in the scoring at uh, Dade City this weekend. Uh, I do know they had some people that didn't show up to do their intended job. Um, there was a lot of mix-ups this weekend, and some things happened, but because of that, I kept the win away from him until the time was right. When the time was right, boy, oh boy, that kid was on rails. He was smiling ear to ear. When he held this first-place trophy, the entire night he wouldn't let it go. <laughs> so it was fantastic. Did he want to go to bed with it? Yeah, he did. <laughs> like he literally would not let go of it. Um, we did a photo shoot at the end of the night with uh, our, our good friends, um, Shutter and Soul Photography. I've talked about them before. Um, give them a plug too because she takes amazing pictures. Like I said, so she did a little photo shoot on the track after everybody was done racing. Kind of dark with the lights. Um, when those pictures come up, I'll post them to the page and stuff. It'll be cool. But yeah, it was uh, it was fantastic. He he had a a little rough go at the beginning we did go down to moto one um, he still fought back to second um with the discrepancies we did come out with the the moto two win um he actually got second in the moto two but because of what happened at the track he got the win which we had the overall regardless um with that place but um yeah it was it was awesome we battled with a, a little girl named layla bryant um she's a little ripper but they they went back and forth, Moto One and Moto Two on the PWs. It was awesome to watch. I love seeing girls out there, especially in that class. Like that class is so. Everybody watches the big bikes, but the PWs is just where it's at. You know, everybody's screaming, everybody's raving. It's not real loud there, so yeah. you can hear everybody. Um, I, I've heard Malcolm say a hundred times that his favorite class to watch at Loretta's. I think James says it too. Is the PW class because it's it's so exciting. But um, yeah, I, I'm so proud of the kid for putting in his work. Um, we made it happen. We'll see where it comes. We're gonna miss the next one uh, because of our party, our reception, whatever you want to call it. Um, so hopefully we can get back on rails in August and do it again. Very good. How was the uh, how was the track this weekend? Because it's Florida, we get rain. Dade City is notorious, not badly, but uh, I was told many many years ago by randy that him hey, i have to water the track like four times a year because of the rain because we get so much yeah rain. it was this week was dry um it got really rutted up they put a whip section in um it looked fun for the riders but it was it was pretty rutted up they have a one they have one big like it's almost like a dragon's back type of step up quad that was it's dangerous it's eating guys alive but um other than that it's it was dry so it was hard I know, like, our, our KTM class, our 54 to 6 class, that I think they were Moto 11, and that track was chewed up. I mean, a lot of these fast kids were just walking through ruts, and, um, you know, we had a couple hard get-offs in that class. I know Bowen come around one of the turns and just took a full-face digger. That's what I was telling you about off-camera off here, he holding his legs, screaming, and proud again he jumped back on that bike he said he wanted to ride i, I was going to pull him off the track because he it was hard but um 
he got right back on took off you know we had a couple friends Declan Mead he did, pulled a one two and three finish overall um, he had a hard get off too hit his heart head real hard he's in the, the 57 to 8 class 50 open and like uh, mini e-bike um, so he took a hard digger there's quite a few hard wrecks um, so, so I have a question as a as a parent who's never had a kid ride and the when the track gets like that is there a way to practice because we're all drawn as racers we're all drawn to the ruts whether we need to go in that rut or not we're all drawn to the ruts yeah is there a way to teach these little kids like hey start looking for the non-rutted part of the track it's hard because like i i'll work with bone and we'll, we'll talk at the track like I'll, I'll show them a couple sections like you need to hit this here or if you stay in the middle of the track look it's a lot smoother yeah there's a rut there but if you can get in that rut and just stay on the throttle you're going to hold to that rut and that's what we're working on right now he's learning and i i'm sure a lot of these other moto dads are doing the exact same thing you know especially um, if you don't get to race in the first moto when the track is smooth learn yeah, learn could go someplace else it's hard it it's hard to teach that to a, a five-year-old yeah, yeah. Of, of all things and we go back and forth all the time that these kids are five years old it's like, hard to teach to a 51 year old we see the rut yeah. and we're like oh i need to go there like, I was talking, Ronnie Renner was there this weekend racing, and I sat down and talked with him for a while, and I, like I told him, I'm like, I love Dade City when it's beat. Like, I like to ride that, because there is lines to pick from. There's there's ruts you can hold. It's that, But for a, a 50 rider, it's not fun. No. And Brianna, my wife, wanted to pull him out of Moto2 on the 50, just because it was so beat up, and he was he was tired but after he knew he won that was before the 50 moto 2 he wanted to ride like that kid was jumping up and down he was ready to rock but it, it's it is hard to teach them that and it when they it, it kind of discourages them when they're going down all the time but i want him in that to learn yeah because the more he rides it and i'll, I'll pound in his head at the gate like hold a line and just throttle through it because if you're not throttling through it and that stuff you're going down and that's that's where he struggles right now is you'll hear him let off the gas and then he sucks the front end in or i mean they're 10 inch tires yeah in a and they don't have travel a, a 12 easy minimum 12 inch rut so they're bottomed out when they're coming through these things that's why you see these kids walking through them and he's not big as it is so for a little kid it's it's hard to grasp the fact that you have to hold in the gas you have to hold in this rut without actually doing it so i like to shove him out there even if you don't perform like you're in this class to learn so go out there do what you got to do look forward and just throttle through it and it's, it's working we're improving every week um, i see a lot of other kids improving weekly so the beat track to me is a good learning curve and it goes back to that thing that we talked about in one of our first episodes of racing more yeah like you're going to need to understand. And if you watch the pro guys now, dude, they're not in. Yes, there's a line. But how many times do they pop out of that line to change? How many times do they come into that line late? They're creating during the race. Like, yeah. example, Mount Martin. They were all going to the top, going to the inside, hooking and come. By the end of the moto, they were all jumping, going to the very outside, and then jumping down into. And it's like that if you don't have that skill set of looking for the alternative line why not learn it at five 
Yeah, you got to be able to create a story map, and that's what I'm trying to like the fundamentals right now of that kind of stuff. Uh, you'll see kids down on the track, and he'll go out around them or dip in between them, and he is getting to the point now that he's looking at different options. He's he's figuring out what's easier, and then he'll take that line. Or if I'm on the track or track side, I can you know like look forward, look right here, you know, yeah. look at the next guy, and it's hard. It's hard. It's it's really really hard. But that's the that's what we're working on, and hopefully, which there's no hopefully about it like i know it's working it's just it's a time sensitive thing it, it takes time well, let, let me ask the hard question he got a win congratulations that's awesome do you care more about the win and championship or the rider skill set that he can gain let's say he finished fifth but you know at the end of the season he's got a skill set or is that more important and i'm i'm, I'm only that, asking because i have friends that that's more important that doesn't matter to me at all like i know the tro- obviously the trophies for a five-year-old that's mm-hmm. all he talks about but at the end of the day it's what we're building towards so the confidence that came with that thing is yeah. what i care about and um you know with our little confrontation at the track and the discrepancy you know there was a guy that well the guy of the rider that you know we had a a discrepancy with um he's like well just give the kid a trophy so i said if that's what they want give the kid a trophy yeah. but to us it's the points you know yes the first overall finish is extremely important um the first overall win that for him to to smile all night long and to tell everybody that he won and he's still talking on the phone to everybody that he won um that's a massive confidence boost and that's what we need to excel farther yeah because if if you're if you're running down you know if you're getting fifth place and you're not winning and he's just not feeling good then you're not going to do good this we know the sport's a mental sport um it's physical and but most of this is mental and that plays a huge part in it and just being out there knowing that he's getting gate time seat time is what matters to me so we can look forward to next year of diving in deep and well, plus the end of the year date city banquet is pretty good too yeah i like, mean i've heard it's i've heard it's good rewards good awards yeah, good. we're gonna be there yeah. um and that's we've talked over and over again i want we want that experience yeah. under the belt and to for a five-year-old to see the accomplishments and to know what if you keep working at this what that's going to bring and he tells me every every week that when can i race supercross when can i race supercross well that's what we're working towards so do does he and i'm I'm asking because like i said i'm not i'm not a dad of a motocross kid you got a vacation coming up you're off this weekend does he go ride somewhere to keep riding or does he take a full week off does he get to ride before he leaves like how, how does that work because then you'll come back and you're right back in it again so Last he actually had not been on a bike. He rode a couple laps here at the house before this past race, but it was like two weeks off of a bike, and that always is one of those things that I don't know how he's gonna do. But this week it it really he needed a reset too. Like he's been working his butt off constantly, and it comes back to the they're five years old. You know these kids yeah. are between five and eight on these fifties that. I know some other kids that are just working their living tails off. And 
sometimes they need to reset as well. So I think it did them really well. Um, this next vacation coming up, I think we're going to have a, a Dade City Thursday practice before we leave. So three days from now, yeah. um, I think we'll go ahead and jump back on a bike and um, not let him forget. You know, try to work on a couple things before we leave so that way it's it's in his mind. Um, I really talked about trying to get a bike up there and hitting one of the tracks that I used to. Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. That just, I used just to stomp a, on. Just a cool thing to do. But then we run into the we, we run into the he doesn't have his gear, but he also doesn't have his bike. So I can't put him on a stock PW and a and expect performance. I mean, I don't yeah. expect anything, but he also there's times on his bike where it's well it's going too slow. Like I can't get any more speed out of it. And at five years old, he's already given me that feedback is I was going as fast as I could go, or I was beside this kid and he, his bike's faster than mine. And how you explain that to a kid is, is not easy, but, um, that's where we, we go back to the drawing board and these PWs are a nightmare. It's everybody knows that in this world, they're, they're a pain to deal with, but, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, I I can't imagine we're gonna have time to hit a track up there, but if if I can find a bike and we can, but if nothing else, you got to take them to one to show them like this is what Pennsylvania tracks look like. Yeah, and, like just go like when I went to Louisville a couple years ago with my wife, we went to the BMX track that I raced the worlds on, and it's still there. And it's like holy cow, like and it was muddy as could be. We walked and we ruined shoes, but we got pictures, and it was like this is what you used to do i'm like yep this is what i used to do and it's it's just cool to go there yeah. and, and see it and like this is where your dad grew up this is what i did and i haven't been to some of those tracks in 10 years i why mean why not why not go look at them yeah you just know? if we get time we'll probably we'll venture somewhere and see what we can do so a good weekend of racing uh, on the professional side the amateur side congratulations to hbi racing for all that they're doing in the racing community overall um this weekend was also a big weekend for an organization that's been near and dear to my heart. It was the Florida Trail Riders uh, Annual Awards Banquet in Orlando. It's the time for the families to swim, eat, hang out in nice hotel rooms, get their awards. It's always it's a very long banquet, but it's also well done by the FTR. And um, that was this past weekend, and, and it was neat to see pictures and the awards. And I want to thank... Uh, Scott Dawson with East Coast Screen Printing um, down in Okeechobee. They actually make all the awards every year. They raffle off t-shirts. They do some one-off awards, and he's a big part of the FTR. And um, it's just cool that there are people in this sport, whether it's Matt Bell and the professional side and amateur side or Scott Dawson with the FTR, that he's a racer, but I have this business. And by the way, yeah, I'd like to make some money, but also this is what we do yeah. and they actually close down their entire shop and send all the workers up there to help with the FTR banquet during the FTR banquet so um, that was this past weekend and and I went last year to receive my award and it's really cool like it's just everybody's I won't say dressed up they're supposed to be a little more dressy than some of them get away with but we are talking about motocross racers the blue collar crew and you know what that's cool I love that it's a blue collar sport um, so that was congratulations to all the guys that won FTR uh, in your banquet and rest up because your season starts in September, I believe. So uh, 
you're got a vacation i don't know what those are i take day trips <laughs> but, uh, vacation to me is just i'm not a vacation person by any means like as stressful as this life is this is life to me it's yeah. all i know so when i'm in it you know i'm in it and you know i've again this weekend i worked on countless bikes not even just my own it, you know that's kind of what's calming to me it's the total opposite of how it should be but yeah it, when you're in your element then you're you're comfortable and um when i'm away it's well i could be i need to do this to the bike and it, it, it the more time i have to think the worse it is you know it's the more stress that it brings upon you and I know I, there's a lot of other guys that I'm sure can relate in this world that it's it's nice to get a minute to breathe and to reset, but like I don't reset. I the reset button is now tripped and I got yeah. overload. So yeah, hopefully um, you know, coming in to our future here, we got next week. I'm I'm really hoping that we can take an in-depth talk with yeah. somebody who actually does this for a living with. Um, yeah, we know we're going to have an episode next Monday um, with the two of us. We don't know if there'll be an extra, but we know there'll be an episode. And it could be in a different environment. Yeah. Um, um, the following week, you may be gone, so I may do a solo episode or find somebody to throw on with me. Yeah, we will be. We will definitely be away. So, so I may, out. I may do one of my just solo episodes. Talk about. I may talk to. I may. I may find a racer that I can chit chat with and just shoot the breeze for 30 minutes and then the we'll then we'll talk about you've got some other interviews you've been working on loretta lens we'll, we'll have stuff we there's a lot coming we are we are determined i don't know when we're gonna take a break but it's not now we're, mm -hmm. we're gonna we're gonna keep going um we may see if we can go all the way through the whole msmx smx series before we take a break and uh just because I don't know. We don't. I don't even know how many people we have watching us. Uh, but I just have so much fun doing it, and it's gonna lead to other stuff for us. And and yes, I believe that. I believe that you and I are are at some point gonna be sweating our tails off, walking around with cameras at a race, talking with parents, business owners, sponsors, yeah, in a tent, seeing how they sell stuff. Like I, I think that's important. Like these trackside guys, dude. I bought stuff from these tracks again. It is not comfortable in those trailers. No, but that that's what keeps us running. Yeah. Like without those guys, we don't have what we need. We don't these bikes break every race. Yeah. Like there is without a doubt, you are going to need something at a race. If you don't, then either one, you're not going fast enough, or two, you just don't care. And why are they there? Like uh, what made them decide and the trackside food vendors and I mean, I know a spider, but dude, that the dude Michelle and I were talking about uh, that this past weekend, just randomly. The dude had a s coal-fired stove for pizzas. The pizzas, yeah. And at one point, he didn't have a helper, and he was maxed out, and it was going to take him an hour to get our pizza because there were five or six pizzas in front of us that he was making. And I'm like, this guy's busting his tail, and he's losing money because he can't serve me. It's okay that he can't. I wasn't mad. I, w I mean, the dude was killing it. But he, these guys, there's a passion. There's, there's, yes, it's money. But there's also, there's not that much money that it's, we no. both run small businesses. Sometimes the money isn't the money. 
No. Like you say, no, because it's just not worth it. It's, yeah, it's too much. And for and these trackside vendors, the trackside food vendors, the yes, the EMTs get paid to be there. Dude, most of those guys don't care, and they think we're silly. But they're there, and then all of a sudden they get lulled in, and they want to work every time. Yeah. Yes, the money is good, but then they meet riders and they meet families and someone brings them a bottle of water i noticed that at the when we went to the i4 x race down at lazy creek lazy springs lazy lazy springs lazy springs and they were bringing water to the paramedic he came over to me and was like dude i think i'm gonna go buy a bike this this is amazing i'm watching these guys how do they turn the bike sideways i'm like whip it and he's like is that what it's called I'm like he was enthralled yeah and yeah, he's making I don't know twenty five, thirty five, forty dollars an hour to be there, but it was beyond the money at that point. He's standing outside. He could be sitting in his ambulance in the air conditioning, but he was standing outside by the track like, this is it, and that's the stuff we want to cover. Yeah, this this sport is so intriguing that even if you're not into it, somehow if you get involved, you're now part of it. Like it's, yeah, yeah we've I've said a hundred times you you still get the guys that are just you can't make them happy no matter what but for the most part this sport is so it's like such a close niche sport that everybody that comes and becomes involved like this this weekend at Dade there was a uh, two couples or like two whole families from Costa Rica racing and you know they barged their stuff up and they were racing at, at Dade City MX and it we sat and we talked to all of them for a little while and it's you meet so many people and it, the the people that you meet like that that most of the people in the sport are genuinely decent people yeah. it's it's so easy to meet new friends and you know i like i said i work on so many bikes that half the time i don't know the people but they don't know what they're doing let's get their kid out there even if that takes time out of me it's just it draws you in no matter what you do it's it's just it's the life and that's the funny part of whether it's you at Dade City this weekend or the pros were at Millville. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. Everywhere. It's the same. It's the exact same thing. And whether it's motorcycles or cars, when I went to the SCCA races down in Sebring, I have no mechanical ability, and I adjusted a shock on a Trans Am race car because the guy's like, dude, I really need the, the shocks are too stiff. I went on YouTube. I found the kind of shock he had. They took me through the adjustment process, and I adjusted the shock. And then I sent the guy onto the track to go into the first corner, 135 miles per hour, and was like, don't I don't kill even, him. Like, don't I don't kill even him. like working on my own <laughs> bike, and I just sent a guy in a Trans Am around the corner, and it held, and I was like, okay, cool, yeah. cool. So, But that's what happens at these races is, is you get into it. Whether you're shooting a f picture with your iPhone or you got a 35 millimeter with manual focus and you're shooting the scenes, you see the families interact and you see the kids, and that's what we're trying to bring to light. Yeah, it's uh, people don't see it. Like we had some friends, they're my mom's friends who we've become friends with. Um, they come to watch Bowen this week, and they were there last race, and he was. It's not something that they've really ever yeah. seen, and they were just mind blown and they sat and talked to my wife my mom and talking about me because we somebody that we knew was on the line and his the um, slide come out of his carburetor on the line the throttle just quit and um they held the they held the line for the, their two minutes and we're looking over and i you know i 
that you don't think of. You just dash over. I threw his carburetor back together. We got it working, and they they had to drop the gate, but the still the kids still got to go out there. And you know that friend of ours is like he doesn't ever sit down. Like he never sits down. I'm like that's where I'm comfortable. Yeah. Like if I can get another kid out there, I'm happy. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter the the stress level that it puts on me or the the work involved. It's it's just part of the sport. It's most people that you're going to find in this sport are like that. It's and that's one of the reasons I ask you the question about the trophy versus teaching the kid the skills because that discipline. Forget about the track. Let's say Bowen at 15 years old. He's going to see two situations and say, "Hey, I can go this way, or I can go that way." And whether or not you believe it or not, that situation, he's learned that from the discipline that he learned of, if I follow this kid on this track, this is going to happen. If I go over here, you you learn those situations. And yet there's smarmy people in everything. Yeah. There were smarmy people. In t- there's smarmy people in the chess world, for God's sakes. But you learn who those bad people are. You associate with the good. You have a great family values time. We've talked about the camping. And that's why i ask you that question is those lessons if all it is about the winning kids gonna lose a lot more than they're gonna win and you're you're not gonna be invested in it at all and yeah it's like you were saying about like millville it it's the same there well just like it was the same for us like i told you i sat down talk with ronnie renner this weekend and he doesn't have to talk to me yeah he he doesn't need me at any point in did his he life. have his el camino no he oh. had his ambulance the the hot wheels ambulance which is now under new sponsorship and i stopped him like dude that thing is sweet like they did a good job on it but he took the time and he's like well how'd how'd your boy do you know how'd the racing go and we he talked for a good half an hour he doesn't need to talk to me like he is professional he's been through it all like but he's he's in the motocross world he he takes the time to talk to he's still human and some of you'll get riders and you'll get team owners and you'll get people that are better than you, you know, mindset wise. But for the most part, even these pros, like they're still human. They're going to sit and talk to you when, you know, we won the Halloween costume contest last year. I sat and talked to Justin Bogle for, I don't know how long. And Ronnie remembered the, he was part of the judging, the judging on our space shuttle that we built. Like, and he remembered that. He's like, dude, that thing was so cool, but how are you going to one-up it this year? I'm like, I I don't know that I am. I don't know that I have enough time. But, like, for him to remember stuff like that, yeah. it's it's a community. It's it, 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 it's friendships, whether they're professionals or not. You know, they're, they're still human. We're all human. And we all genuinely care how the next person does or, yeah. or how everybody, you know, pans out. It's It's hard to explain unless you do it, and that's – something that we strive to dive into because there's so much more than just racing in all of this yep and that's what we hope to cover over over the span of this podcast and and we're 19 episodes in um i think on episode 21 maybe we should have a beer because we'll be able to drink (laughs) 21 years old we can drink and so maybe we'll have it maybe we'll have a beer on, on episode 21 but uh i guess i'll be by myself i can have as many beers as i want because next week we'll be together for 20 We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But uh, I'll have one with you on FaceTime or something <laughs> real quick. But uh, for Derek Schaefer, congratulations to Bowen on getting his first overall at the Dade City Motocross Series. Um, 
and DBS Fabrication and Custom Service. Uh, hold on, Handyman Services, Custom Fabrication and Handyman Services. It's a tough one. And Michelle and Trey Real Estate. I am Trey. That is Derek Schaefer. Thank you all for joining us, and we will see you next week. Bye bye. <laughs>